Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. Morning, 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 Identity Church. This is Pastor Charlie Coker. I want to thank you for coming and joining us and live stream today and July the 12th. It's hot out. You know you're in the middle of July when there's a thunderstorm every afternoon. And if there's not, just wait around. It'll come. But I just want to just open in prayer, and uh, we're going to go to worship. Miss Stephanie's going to take us to worship, and uh, and we're going to have some little announcements, and, and we're going to have the word. So, Lord, I just thank you for this day. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are always working. Even when we can't see you, you're working. Even when we think that the enemy is in control, you're letting him have enough rope to hang himself and that you're speaking to your people. You're speaking to the hearts of your people. Lord, I thank you that as you uh, speak to our hearts uh, corporately, individually, that we're able to look past um, our flesh. We're able to look past our emotions and see the glory of the Lord. Because, Lord, when we can see your glory, everything else is secondary. Everything else is, is temporary because you're eternal and you're all about us because you love us. And we thank you that you loved us first. But, Lord, just teach us to love you more and teach us to love each other. First, two greatest commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, and thy strength. And love thy neighbor as thyself. So, Lord, as we continue to be molded into your image, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Miss Stephanie, take us into worship, please. from the ashes your love has brought us out of the darkness and into the light lifting our sorrows bearing our burdens healing our hearts Up from the ashes, yes, your love has brought us out of the darkness and into the light, lifting our sorrows, bearing our burdens, healing my heart. To our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one song, to our God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. To our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one song, to our God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. 
chains have been broken, eyes have been opened, an army of tribes is starting to rise. Death is defeated, we are victorious, you are alive. Chains have been broken, eyes have been opened, an army of tribes starting to rise. Death is defeated, we are victorious, and you are alive. To our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one song, to our God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. To our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one song, to our God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. To our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one song, to our God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. To our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one song, to our God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Make his God we lift up one voice to our God we lift up one song to our God we lift up one voice singing alleluia to our God we lift up one voice to our God we lift up one song to our God we lift up one voice oh singing hallelujah to our God we lift up one voice to our God we lift up one song to our God we lift up one voice singing hallelujah 
To our God we lift up one voice To our God we lift up one song To our God we lift up one voice Singing hallelujah 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 Singing hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah,
name will ever be praised Oh, we're gonna praise your name right now In the midst of darkness and confusion Your name, your name will ever be praised Oh, God, your name, your name Your name, your name, your name is lifted high, lifted high. shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep Make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen, 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 Amen. Lord bless you and keep. Make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 
and keep you. Make his face shine upon the gracious to the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Oh, may the Lord give you peace. If God is for us, who can be against us? Oh, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Oh, the Lord bless you. Oh, the Lord bless you. Oh, the Lord bless you and your family. Oh, and I know it comes. 
in my ear you silence oh it's just who you are and what you do for your children we rest in you God oh we rest in you God We wait for your voice. We wait for your voice. Oh, you're gonna rest in you, God. And we will wait for your voice. We rest in you, God. Oh, and I wait for your voice in this hour. Oh. Some lights there, Mr. Kevin. Thank you for that, Miss Stephanie. Appreciate that. Um, I want to do some housekeeping here today. And uh, no, I'm not going to vacuum. Um, we have um, we've taken kind of a step back because of the corona uh, situation and the social distancing and all the politically correct things that we should do. But we're going to re-engage following next Sunday. We're going to meet again Sunday morning. We're going to set up chairs a little bit differently. We're going to engage with social distancing and uh, be a little more proactive with that. Um, you know, we've had a pretty good surge again in our state, in our city. Uh, 
we were hit pretty hard here at the house and at the family uh, with the loss of Wendy Nichols directly related to the corona. Now she was not here, she was not infected here, but we've had some some other people that have had contact. So we want to re-engage. Uh, we, I, I need family. I, I need, we need to get together, but we need to be wise and we need to be smart about it. Those of you that have uh, underlying health conditions, you need to self-quarantine. So there's no, there's no icky on you at all. Um, you know, if, if, if you have any, any doubt whatsoever, you need to continue to do uh, what you're supposed to be doing by your own convictions. But as far as this house is concerned, you can come. But we, we, we want to do some social distancing. We're going to set the chairs up a little bit different. We've, uh, uh, Pastor Mike has made sure that uh, we've done a, some deep cleaning here. Um, you know, so we've done our part with it. We're not operating in fear. We're, operate, we're operating in wisdom. So next Sunday, those that are coming, come. I want to thank you for your faithfulness. Um, our, uh, uh, our tithe and offering um, app works very, very well uh, off of our Identity Church app. It works very well off of our website. It works very well on text giving. So here, if, uh, for you that do get text giving, it's 386 Seven five three three two three three. It works very very well. The kiosk works. We having we still take checks. Uh, we have I have people that have sent checks to my house and given it to Susie, and they actually make it in the bank. And uh, we appreciate you. But uh, God has been faithful, and uh, He continues to be faithful. And uh, it just tells me that our church is is healthier and and grittier. When it comes to commitment and faithfulness, then, then you would uh, acknowledge on the surface until it's tested. You know, everybody likes to be froggy until it's tested. Then you find out if you really are a frog. And, uh, you know, we, we're a frog. We jump and uh, we're, we're doing well. And I, I appreciate you uh, and your faithfulness. So uh, just give as, as the Lord bleeds. Um, and, and if your wife has a higher number than, than you, go with her number. That's what Susie and I do. If we both come up with a number and whoever had the highest one, we go, unless you're crazy. And, and there's been times I got vetoed. But, uh, but more than once, uh, it's, yeah, I thought I heard, and then God decided to tell Susie more, and I knew it was God. So go with what God tells you to do. But, Lord, I just want to pray over your finances. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness to every household and every individual in their finances. I thank you that... In the midst of what some people could see as a decrease, we're going to increase. In the midst of what we see as a, as a pandemic with uh, uh, unemployment and things, that we're going to see jobs. We're going to see promotions. We're going to find that, that, that our bosses and our, our those in authority are going to see that we're faithful when it would be easy not to be. And in that faithfulness, we would find uh, promotions, advancements, uh, greater, because Lord, because one that's faithful is willing to take responsibility. One that takes responsibility is worthy of his hire. So I thank you for promotion. I thank you for finances that come in. I thank you for debt cancellation. And I bless every household in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Okay. Um, to, uh, today we have a, uh, a guest speaker. It's one of, a, one of our own, one of the sons of the house, one of my spiritual sons. I, uh, I never forget the first time he showed up on a Thursday night. One of our mutual friends brought him, and uh, he did not like me. And so my friend basically told him that, you know, if you're not going to be his friend, you can't be mine either. And so, you know, long story short, he thought I was arrogant, and I probably was. But, you know, when you had a religious spirit as big as a house on you, everybody's arrogant. But, uh, you know, his. And, uh, but, you know, we worked through some hard times, and you find out that sonship does work. Uh, I've, I've, I've loved him when nobody else has. I've beat him when everybody else wanted to. And, uh, and uh, he's matured. Uh, I'm proud of him. Uh, he put his hand to the plow, and he hasn't looked back. He's gone through some molding processes. And so I have opened up the pulpit today to uh, Brad Gilman. Would you please come? All right, let's get... That was a nice introduction. <laughs> yeah. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Today, I, I I have the honor of delivering a different message than I normally do, but one that God has laid on my heart. And so I'm just going to open us up with a word of prayer, and then I will share a story with you, and then we'll jump into the message. Lord, I just thank you for this gathering. I thank you for all those that are here and all those that are watching online. God, I just ask that you bless us. You allow us to hear what you're saying today. You open our hearts to receive, especially where we're dealing with our bleeding wounds, God. I just ask you to just, just supernaturally heal us today in Jesus' name. So the title of this message is Healing the Bleeding Wounds. And before we get into this uh, somewhat heavy message, I will give you a, a, a nice story that I'd like to read to you. It says, A Jewish businessman in America decided to send his son to Israel to absorb some of the culture of the homeland. When the son returned, the father asked him to tell him about his trip. The son said, Pop, I had a great time in Israel. By the way, I converted to Christianity. Oy vey, said the father. What have I done? He decided to go to ask his friend Jacob what to do. Jacob said, Funny you should ask. I too sent my son to Israel. And he also came back a Christian. Perhaps we should go see the rabbi and ask him what to do. So they went to see the rabbi. The rabbi said, Funny you should ask. I too sent my son to Israel. He came back a Christian. What is happening to our young people? Perhaps we should go talk to God and ask him what to do. The three of them prayed and explained what had happened to their sons and asked God what to do. Suddenly a voice came loud and clear from heaven. The voice said, funny you should ask. I too sent my son to Israel. <laughs> I think it... It was an appropriate uh, opening for me. So, all right. So, what is God wanting to do right now? Let, let, let's, let's start there. God is wanting to use this time that we're in.
to heal our bleeding wounds. The title of my message is called Healing the Bleeding Wounds. We will get into really what bleeding wounds are and what we're dealing with and what God wants to deal with. Um, I don't know about you, but God has gotten my attention in the last five months. (laughs) Uh, Life is different than it was. And I really believe that He wants our attention focused on Him right now. He wants our attention so square that we can hear what He's trying to do with us. And if we can't, then we have people around us who can help speak into us. Maybe He hasn't gotten your attention because the wounds are bleeding too much. You know, I was thinking about this today, and I love the scripture about putting on the armor of God and the breastplate of righteousness, and that scripture is wonderful, except when our wounds are bleeding, it's a little hard to put that on without it being a mess. There's blood everywhere. And actually, usually, that armor of God doesn't like click together real well when our wounds are inflamed and bleeding everywhere. This is a season to allow God to heal our hearts and heal our bleeding wounds. So a couple questions to think about today is where do well what do bleeding bleeding what do bleeding wounds look like? Where do they come from? How do they affect me? What do they do to our identity? How can they be healed? And so today, we're going to journey into the land of bleeding wounds. So I want to start off with a scripture, Isaiah 53, 5. says, But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. So if Jesus did all of this for me and you, then why is it so hard to let go of our wounds? Why is it so hard to let him heal our wounds? Why is it so hard to say, God, I surrender. I I, I submit myself before you. Heal these. It's hard because those wounds are bleeding. And really what God is wanting to do is, he's wanting to get us to a place of healing where they're not bleeding They may still be open, then we can hear his word enough, and then he can work on closing them. But that doesn't happen overnight sometimes. Sometimes that happens the snap of a finger. But other times it takes time. So what do bleeding wounds look like? Oh, wow. I'm going to tell myself pretty good here. (laughs) So a true sign of a bleeding wound is that it's visible to people in our lives, but probably isn't visible to us. Oh, that stung a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's that wound that's out in the open that we're so easily triggered by. I went to Publix last week before the mask order was in place in Seminole County. It was the day before, it was Tuesday. I said, I don't really want to go to the store with a mask on if I can help it, so I'm not going to wait till Wednesday to do groceries. I'm going to go today. So, I went to the grocery store, and I'm the only guy in the store not wearing a mask 24 hours before the mask order takes effect. 
And, you know, sometimes I just feel like I bring out um, prophetic agitation, the worst in people. And I had a guy come up to me and he said to me, he, he points his finger and he yells at me. And he starts, I won't repeat what he said, but it was very profane. And he said, you need to put a mask on. Bleep, 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 bleep. And I said to him, I said, well, you know what, sir? I said, tomorrow I will put a mask on. But today I still have 24 hours. And he continued on his tirade. And I said to him, I said, thank you very much. God bless you. And I walked away. Ten minutes later, I'm over in the meat section of the store, finishing up my grocery trip. And all of a sudden I hear, sir, sir. And it's the guy who was just yelling at me. And he says to me, he goes, are you a Christian? I said, yes. He said, yeah, you said God bless you. He said, when I was cussing at you. Yes, sir. He goes, well, I'm a Christian too, and I'm not very proud of my behavior. I came to repent to you. I said, wow. I said, I said well, I forgive you. I said, you know, and, and, and so we progressed in the conversation, and it ended up exchanging phone numbers, and I prayed for him in the store, and I, I've talked to him on the phone three times in the last week, and he's like my new prayer buddy. It's really, it's really cool. <laughs> but it, it's the part about this where I was going is, is, I said, a sign of bleeding wounds is that they're out in the open, easily triggered. There is a wound there that was bleeding that would offend him so bad that I didn't have a mask on for him to start doing what he did. He's not a bad guy. I found that out. <laughs> Actually like the guy. <laughs> we'll probably go out and have something to eat sometime. But it's those open things that are like hairline triggers for us we see something going on or we hear somebody speaking and all of a sudden we're manifesting. That's a bleeding wound. Um, let's see. A bleeding wound feels like it will never go away and that it's always open and that no matter what you do, it never goes away. And I think for me, I've, I've felt that with, with, with wounds that I'll share on later that I've thrown prayer at them, deliverance at them, everything, and they don't, they don't go away. And then there's, there's other things that have to come in, but that's another sign. Another sign of a bleeding wound would be diarrhea of the mouth. So somebody just vomits on you in the first two minutes and tells you and drops everything on you in the first two minutes that they see you. That's a good sign of a bleeding wound. Charlie has experienced that with me many times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. A bleeding wound prevents us from knowing our identity. Because what's going on is that we're not really hearing who God has called us to be. We're seeing things. Our, our filters are skewed through that wound. Well, I like that word skews because uh, it's in my next statement. It skews how we, how, how we hear others. You know, my best example of this is the game of telephone. If we line 10 people up at one end and we give them a sentence, by the time it's at the other end, it's going to be a very different sentence, right? Why? Because everybody hears it differently. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said to them, I said, you know, you looked really good today. And 10 minutes later, they had a frown on their face and they said, um, I said, what's wrong? They said, well, you insulted me. I said, did you hear what I said? And they said, yeah. They said, you said I was ugly. And I said, 
No, I said, you looked really good today. And they said, that's not what I heard. Bleeding wound. True sign right there. We're not hearing the affirmation. We're not hearing the word of God. We're not hearing any of that. What we're hearing is what's in that dirty, bleeding, rotten wound. And, and really, the bleeding wounds prevent us from enjoying life. The, and, and the difference between a regular wound and a bleeding one is probably that time. Because a regular wound not dealt with will turn into a bleeding wound at some point. It's just a matter of time before that happens. And it's just a matter of time before it makes it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I know I'm the type of person that in my life has stuffed a lot of it, has not been present at times, has not allowed myself to feel grief or, or any other emotions. And the more you stuff stuff, the worse that wound gets. I will share with you that I had a uh, uh, cyst on my back. And, and I got it removed a year and a half ago. But for a year and a half, I left that cyst on my back. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where I can't complain that the doctor shot me up 40 times with number in my back and left a really nasty incision to remove what he needed to remove. My fault for not attending to that, right? That's an exterior wound, but today I'm really talking about our emotional wounds, but that's the same, it's the same thing. Yep. Okay. So where do the bleeding wounds come from? What are the roots of the bleeding wounds? Well, I mean, I could do like a whole, probably like 50 slides on where they come from, but I'll go through, I'll just go through a few. Uh, let's see, let's start with a divorce. An affair, childhood wounds, a rape, trauma, abuse, shame, guilt, identity issues, gender issues, car accidents or other types of accidents, head injuries, brain damage. I was actually, it's interesting, I was listening to a a uh, guy who is, uh, I guess he's very well known in the world of brain scans, Dr. Amen. A and I was listening to him in some classes I'm taking right now. And I had, so I had, I had an hour of him of neurochemistry. And it was really interesting to listen to him. And as I listened to him, what he said is, is a lot of times we're unable to get over our wounds because of trauma that has happened to our brain and damage that has happened to our brain. And he said, sometimes what they can find on these brain scans, he goes, could save you a lot of hours of therapy. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And, and listening to him, and it made so much sense about our wounds is, is you know, a lot of times um, there are other things going on than just our emotions. A lot of times we have some trauma that prevents us from really getting in there. That's, you know, may not be all the time, but it is a piece of it, so. All right, so how do the bleeding wounds affect me? So in 2018, I realized that I had some wounds that had been opened for a long time. However, I had an event where I saw my stepmom, and we talked a lot about past history with my dad and some of the things of my life. 
And all of a sudden, those open wounds started to bleed again. And they were from childhood. They were from a divorce at five years old that I've been to how many, I can't even count the counselors on my hands and toes. I can't count the healing, the, the, the deliverance, the everything that I've been through for it. But those wounds were still bleeding. And they started to bleed again. And it sent my life into a tailspin in 2018 that I couldn't stop. That God finally decided to expose so I could get some help, which I'm very thankful for. But I, the lie I had been believing for all of these years, and no matter how many people told me it was a lie, I couldn't shift my thinking, was that my dad left because of me. As you'll hear, we got some truth to that. Those bleeding wounds made me desire attention. At eight years old, I was molested by a female. From nine to 15, I was sexually abused. And for most of my life, I've needed to prove to myself and everyone else how good I am and how amazing Brad is. And so what happened is, is January 2019, I got started in re some recovery, and my wounds started getting healed. And what happened is, is my wounds stopped bleeding, and they became open still. However, they started to scab and close up a little bit in January of 2020. And in April, I was struggling with some things. I went back, to, in, I, I was in a, in a counseling session, dealing with my issues again from the divorce, once again, and from when I was five. And I went to God in prayer because I was just very sad, and I said, God, I want to know why my dad left. And about five minutes after that prayer, I went into a vision, and I wasn't there with God. I was there with my dad. And my dad started to speak to me in a way he had never spoken to me before. And he told me that he left because he loved me. Because he was going to do more damage to me if he stayed than if he left. And he knew that this would plague me for most of my life, and that we would have issues with each other over it, but that one day I would truly understand, and one day he would be able to talk to me and tell me why he truly left. I can tell you that that need to prove myself has left. <laughs> I can tell you that there's peace, because I finally believe that I'm not the reason my dad left. It's taken me 46 years. <laughs> well, I'm 46 years old, so it's taken me 41 years to get to that place. And I think about all the pain over the years from all those bleeding wounds. It doesn't matter. Today I'm free of that bleeding wound. And each day I get a different outlook and a different insight on that conversation with dad. And it's not, it's like each day another piece is revealed. 
There's a saying, more will be revealed. Each day, more is revealed. I get another piece of healing when I get out of bed each morning because there's a new revelation that day on that word. I've had a lot of words. I've had a lot of visions in my life, but never anything like that. Ne never anything like that. And it was really interesting because it got tested about two months after I had that vision. And my boss called me from work and offered me a promotion. And I can tell you that I have never turned down a promotion in my career. Never. I've always needed that promotion to validate me. And I was able to be really honest with my boss, and I said, you know, I'm really working hard on myself right now. And I'm working hard on growing. And what you need right now, I know exactly what you need, and I can't give you what you need right now. So I appreciate the offer, and it means a lot to me but I'm going to pass. And he's made a comment to me and he said, now I really want to promote you because of what you just said. And I said, I appreciate that. I said, he goes, don't worry, I'll come knocking again. I said, okay, and we'll see if it's the right time when you come knocking again. But now is not the right time. But I, it took that healing with dad to get me to that place because I would have jumped at it in the past. And last year, I was 100% fixated 12 months ago on getting promoted, and I needed that promotion. Let me tell you something. My friend that got that promotion is in misery right now at work, and I am not. So thank you, Jesus, for taking care of me when I couldn't take care of myself. So I want to share a, a scripture with you. It's obviously, we all know it in this house, but it really, really applies to this because we're going to talk about identity. Romans 8, 14 through 17. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, and if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. All right, so what do bleeding wounds do to our identity? They expose our orphan spirit and rob us of our identity. They keep us stuck as orphans. And I know I've shared a lot in the past on orphans, but I'm just going to give us a refresher of what the orphan spirit looks like today. Orphans are jealous easily offended. They have an opinion about everyone and everything. They're always the loudest person in the room. They're rebellious, rejected, unable to experience joy. They gossip. Uh, they're disobedient. They demand advancement by man. Well, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and they're people pleasers. <laughs> So as I think about these things, <laughs> I think about the woundedness, and I think about the bleeding wound, and I think of how many of these things match up with that bleeding wound. So I guess the question that keeps going through my mind is, is well, do we have a bleeding wound or an orphan spirit? 
Does the bleeding wound call, cause the orphan spirit? Or does the orphan spirit call the, cause the bleeding wound? I think both. I th I th I yeah, I, I, th I think both for sure. Um, they are definitely partners. Yeah, they're twins. They, they, they run hand in hand together. And, and, and so what God is wanting to do is he's, he's wanting to relieve us of that orphan spirit. He's wanting to heal the bleeding wounds so that we can see who he's really called us to be. It's interesting, I, I brought a notebook with me tonight, and this notebook was given to me by my boss when I left Emerson in 2018. And he wrote some really nice things in here for me. Um, but I keep this because as I progress on my healing journey, I realize that at different times I can receive some of the different things he said. Uh, so he said to me, you are charismatic, faithful, friendly, warm, thoughtful, intentional, organized, disciplined, and most of all, have a huge heart. I'm going to tell you something. I could probably argue with you about most of those things on most days. But... You know, that's not what I think of me. That's what somebody who worked with me was telling me about me. And so if those wounds are healing up, I can actually receive those beautiful, kind, caring words that someone wrote me who I worked together with for three years. The guy who wrote that, we traveled together Monday to Friday straight for five months every week. Uh, my wife used to call it the bromance. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were, Tom and I were together all the time. And the interesting thing about Tom was, is I really had to work on myself when I was working with Tom because Tom was fly by the seat of his pants out here and I was organized out here. And we both had to come in a little bit more like here. Like he never flew on a plane that he didn't miss the flight for. He missed flights like they were going out of style. The first time we almost missed a flight, I think I'm text bombing him for like 30 minutes, like wake up, get out of bed, etc. But he never missed a flight with me. But we cut some flights a lot closer than I like to cut them. <laughs> um, we had a lot of fun traveling together, but we really had to work hard on ourselves to be able to work together as a team. And we did that. And we saw the best and worst of each other as we went through that. We saw each other's bleeding wounds. We saw each other's frustrations. We saw the, the, the changing of the color of the face when we got whatever call it was from home. You know, he had three kids. I had no kids. He had three. So there was always, we were always... And, and we didn't just work a nine-to-five in these Monday to Friday. We were launching a product. So we were working like a 7 a.m. to midnight every day when we were together. And some days we were on two planes a day. But it was really neat that we got to see each other at our best and our worst. And even as bad as he saw me, he still wrote me kind words and I wrote him kind words when I left. That's the healing as God starts to heal those wounds. Okay, so... How can they be healed? 
Well, my favorite thing is, is that we start by confessing them to God. That's where it's got to start for us. We have to start by confessing our wounds to God. I love James 5.36. This is the next part, confess to a friend. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. What does that mean? It means you and I can pray for each other. That's God intervening. Where two or more are gathered. And that's where we need to start. After we confess them to God, we need to confess to a friend. Part two of this, or part B, is fellowship. And I always go back to Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And there's another verse of Scripture. I can't remember exactly where it's at in Proverbs, but Pastor Charlie and I have used it. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. <laughs> Yeah, that's a real friendship. Sometimes you've got to cut your friend. I think, I think Pastor Charlie said it to me best one time, and he said something. He goes, you going to tell on yourself, or do I have to do it for you? And I was like, I, was like, I think I need to learn how to tell on myself. <laughs> So let's talk about more healing. How can they be healed? Prayer at the altar. Come visit the altar. You know, there are, there, there are somebody once told me a long time ago, in an early time of my walk, they said to me, they said, uh, I said, when should I go to the altar for prayer? And their comment was, whenever it's open. He goes, I said, well, what about once I'm healed? He goes, then you'll be with Jesus in heaven. He goes, so keep going. And I was like, it's great. It was, it was a great statement. So my encouragement is, is whenever it's open. You, if, you know, on the day you sit there and say, I'm good, I don't need prayer, that's probably the day you need it the most. The wounds are bleeding the most. You know, prayer by the prayer team and the elders. We have a wonderful prayer team and wonderful elders in this church. That's a good place to start too. Deliverance ministry. We have deliverance ministry in this church. You know what, what's interesting for me is, is after everything cr came crashing down in early January, in February of 2019, I went for some deliverance ministry. And in that deliverance ministry is when it came out about having been molested at eight. And it had never come out before. I had stuffed it for many, many, many years. And it wasn't, it wasn't a rough deliverance. The man was just taking me through deliverance and praying over me. And it just, and it just, just it's like it just slipped out. And it was just, just God releasing it. And then things started to make a lot of sense afterwards, and I, I started to get some real understanding. So deliverance is always that time when God reveals stuff to us. And sometimes you need more than one deliverance session. Sometimes you need 20 or 30 of them. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. Yes. So another thing we can do is we can go get some counseling. So sometimes we need counseling in addition. Now understand, I'm building on top of each one of these here. I'm not saying instead of. I'm saying sometimes we've got to go get counseling in addition to this to help deal with the residue. The other things that are left around, 
Or we might find that we've got another bleeding wound that's even deeper than this one that we need to get to. Uh, sometimes recovery is needed. I needed some 12-step recovery. That, that, that was really a good piece for me. Good piece to learn about myself. You know, healing is not just one thing. Sometimes we need some of the things I mentioned, and other times we need all of them combined. I think for me, I've learned I need all of them. And sometimes not all at once, but I need all of them. And the timing is of God. But my encouragement to you today is, is to pray and ask God what you need, but also to pray and ask God what wounds are bleeding. What does he want to heal? What is it that he has set aside for you in this season that he wants to do in your life? Not everybody else's. It's not a match. It's, it's not a race. It's not, but it's about what God wants to do with us. So take some time and pray and ask God, which of your wounds are bleeding? So are you allowing God to heal you in this season? I really don't believe there's a coincidence that so many of us are either working from home or not working all the time or furloughed or this or that. I don't believe that there's anything coincidental about that. I believe that it's an opportunity that God is using with what's happening around us to heal us to minister to us, to show us a different path. Because the fact is, is when the wounds are bleeding, we can't truly hear what he's trying to tell us. But when those wounds start to close up, we can start to truly hear. Has he gotten your attention yet? He's got mine. <laughs> Call a friend and confess to them and ask them to pray with you. That, that, that's an assignment this week for everybody. Call a friend and ask them to pray with you. And then you pray with that friend. Ask the elders for prayer. Pray about counseling, recovering, and any, recovery, and anything else you may need to help stop your wounds from bleeding. This is a season to allow God to heal our bleeding wounds. So let's be the sons of God and get out of His way while he performs surgery on us and closes up our bleeding wounds. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. I used to really like the way he screamed when I was stitching up some of his bleeding wounds. <laughs> I didn't do anesthesia either. Just uh, sew him up, stitch him up. Now, that's a good word. And uh, I don't care where you're at with your journey. Um, God's probably going to. Uh, show you some things that he's changing, and he sticks his finger right in it. You know, he said that to Thomas. Here, stick your finger in here. You know, and, and so Jesus says, here, let me stick my finger in there. <laughs> Find out how much you are like me. You know, one of the things is, is you know, I, I go back to that when, when Jesus came to Thomas, when Thomas says, I won't believe until I see the nail prints and the scars. Those were the only two wounds that Jesus showed him. If you'd have come through his crucifixion, you would have had thousands of wounds. But he only showed the two that was necessary for somebody else to get healed. And that's when you know you've been healed. If you only show your scar or your wound 
where a wound was, that's what a scar is, where it was, is for somebody else's benefit, not yours. So when you use your wound as manipulation, it's, it's bleeding. When you use your wound Amen. to be an attractant for uh, sympathy or manipulation, that's, that's, not, that's a bleeding wound. That's not a healed one. But when it's healed, you'll show it and let someone rub, rub up against that scar like Braille and read the journey. And what took you years, they'll do in months. What took you months, they'll do in weeks. And what took you weeks, they'll do in days. And that's the gospel. Amen. You know, I think it's First Corinthians 1 through 4. He says, you know, what the grace of God has given me to get over, I now give to you. You know, that's, that's why we need each other. So uh, thank you, Brad. Thanks. It's a good word. Good word. Um, I, uh, I just want to tell you that Thursday night, for those that are traveling to the Convergence Conference in August, Thursday night will be a Zoom meeting. Uh, we're going to have some details. Uh, Rod, Rodney and I will be making that happen. Okay? Go and send no more. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to IdentityChurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages. Read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.